The Open Table podcast is presented by Campus to City Wesley Foundation and Studio Wesley. Studio Wesley is CCW's online ministry for college-age young adults in Northeast Florida. In this space, we intend to curate restorative content that will not only meet students where they are, but also walk with them forward. Studio Wesley was made possible in part by a grant from the Methodist Foundation. The Open Table podcast is open to everyone where we share our stories on this journey of faith. CCW's story has always been one of transition, from teenage years into adulthood, from high school to college to career, from others' expectations to discovering personal identity. In the transition series, we'll hear from some of CCW's young adult leaders as they describe the transitions they are experiencing during the summer of 2019. In today's episode, we'll hear from Troy Aragon Buchanan as he talks about his time serving as an assistant director in CCW and his transition to Atlanta, Georgia this summer. So Troy, tell me uh, how you came into CCW. Yeah. I was 19, and I just moved out of my parents' house, and I was playing music full-time, or trying to, and I had met a friend named Jared playing at churches and stuff, you know, and uh, he texted me one day, this was 2014, and he asked me if I was free this one weekend, and... No, it was a weekday. Actually, it was it was three weekdays. It was like Tuesday through Thursday. And um, I was actually already going to be, it was for a trip to Atlanta. And I was already going to be in Atlanta the Friday through Sunday because I was playing another youth camp in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, this is like perfect. I was like, I'll just double up on the gigs, right? And um, I had no idea what it was for. I just kind of was just like, whatever. He told me how much it paid and they needed a bass player. And I was like, cool. Um and so I said yes, and uh, had no idea who was going on the trip. I just knew Jared was going. Yeah. <laughs> so I showed up. We met in a uh, Mike's. What's that place called? Mike, Jersey Mike's. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a couple people I knew there, which was cool. Jack was there, and mm-hmm. um, met Ty. Ty was there. Met Ty, and then we got in the van and we drove to your house. And picked you up. Didn't know who you were. I was like, is he in the band? Is this how? I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we went to Atlanta. And that was the start. So why didn't you leave it there? Like, why didn't you leave it at just being a musician or even just a fellow? Um, as we would sometimes, uh, well, as you were a band fellow for um, a while, too. Why didn't you just leave it there? Why did you uh, con- continue to allow your life to be invaded by CCW mm. in many ways. Yeah. I think there's an unrest you feel when God's trying to like take you in a direction. And I very much like, I resonate with Jonah a lot. Very much like I'll say no a couple times until I can't say no anymore. And I'm like, okay, fine. And so that was the whole thing with CCW. Like I had no, you know, I was kind of already had like a ministry that I was a part of. And so I was like, I don't really need, this isn't for me, but it was like, okay, like you want me to come play bass? Like 
once a week and get paid. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Whatever. Fine. Mm-hmm. And then like six months later, it's like, well, why don't you come on for like 10 hours and just like run planning center? And I was like, oh, okay, I, that's fine. Whatever. And it was, but always like a little bit of resistance, you know, it was always like, oh, do I really need to do this? You know? And, and so even, and so then when you start asking me to do like more commitments, you know, I think, um, everything in my brain was like, no, I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to or want to do this. I had, and the, at the time I had no, all I wanted to do was be a bass player, you mm-hmm. know, and like play music and go on, go on tour or whatever. And, um, I had no, like ministry was not on the radar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, you can't escape that feeling of like unrest when it just doesn't feel right. Hmm. I think, you know, and there were things I couldn't explain. Like I couldn't explain why if what you wanted was, if all I was at CCW was like a bass player guy or a guy to like schedule people on planning center, I was like, why do people keep like hanging out with me? And like coming to my shows and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like I remember, oh gosh, like my band, the somethings back in 2014, when we had our first show, like, you know, Kate and David and Kim came mm-hmm. and I was like, why are they here? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just the bass player, dude. And so, uh, there were just things that just didn't, didn't add up, you know? And so I, I just kept like pulling at the thread, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What was a moment that you were like? Yeah, CCW. Hmm. Spring Retreat 2016? I think that I was... I don't think I was on... Do you remember when I came on full-time? No. <laughs> It was, it was an, I knew it was, it was August, but it must've been, it must've been August, 2016. Okay. I think, was it, or it wasn't as early as 15. I I really don't remember. It was, I came on full time in August, 2016. Okay. And so at the time I was, you know, part time and hanging out a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but still like my, I just had my toes everywhere, you know, and I was kind of like, this was like the, the point in time where I was like playing music the most. It was like five times a week I was playing music somewhere. And so Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways I kind of had just put, also put CCW in that category. And then this was the, I guess this was the second retreat I went on. Mm -hmm. Um, the one that, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, because the first one I went on was far to 2015. That was when we did it at North Florida. Yeah. And then, so this was spring retreat. This was the first house retreat I went okay, on. Okay. I was, I was and thinking that's where you're going. Yeah. yeah. This was in St. Simon's. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what I experienced that weekend, but it was just like, I can't not have more of this. Hmm. You know, whatever fellowship and like presence that I was feeling. Um, you know, that I remember, you know, the way we serve communion. Now, I, I we've done it so many times now that I, I come to expect it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got to the end of the retreat. And I, you know, the last, it's always the last night of retreat that's the most emotional. And so we had all, we, we had an emotional Saturday night or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, cool, we'll just, you know, cruise through Sunday and we'll get out of here by noon or whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, the way we did communion was that you serve someone and then that person went and served the next person. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was just like a weeping baby for like 20 minutes or whatever, 15 minutes, however long it took us to do that. And I, cause it just felt so empowering. It was like, 
I, I, it's not up. It's not my job to give you Jesus. It's like it, this is our job to do this for each other to hmm. bring you the body, right? Hmm. Um, I love. I can't remember who tells the story. Someone tells a story about you know being in a church and he brought a friend and his friend didn't want to go take communion and he's like, I'm not going if you don't come with me, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And I think he said like the guy didn't want to go and so he didn't go. Like he didn't go to Jesus because the other guy didn't want to go. Hmm. And that was what it felt like. It was, it was like, like I'm not, I'm not going to participate in the Eucharist unless you do it with me. Yeah. That's what that, you know, that morning felt like for me. And so I think that was the moment where I was like, I, this is, these are my people. Wow. Yeah. What is, uh, how are you different now? How are you different on this side of, I guess, what, four years, Mm -hmm. four or five years? Is it, is it four or five Five. years? Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with us. How are you a different person? Jesus, five years. I guess. I, I don't keep track of these years. (laughs) I know I probably should, but I don't. I just, yeah. How am I different? Yeah. So many ways. Mm. (laughs) I mean, you grow up in five years, you know, yeah. and I still don't feel like an adult, but you, I mean, I've, gosh, um, got married. Mm-hmm. My last name's different. Mm-hmm. I have um, like totally accepted my call to ministry. Don't know what that looks like, mm-hmm. but I know it's, have no doubt that it exists, Yeah, you know, and with that came a whole bunch of letting go of dreams that I had and surrendering my life plans and understanding that the rest of my life would look like my experience with CCW where it's like having real, no real interest in doing this thing. And, but God's just like, this is, here it is. It's on your plate now. Like, and I can wrestle with it as long as I want, but eventually it's like, that's where I need to be. Yeah. And so just like resign. And that came with like a ton of peace too, realizing that, like God would always give me something. Um, I, I think that I'm slower hmm. when I'm healthy, when I'm in now, when I'm integrated, I am a slower, more thoughtful person. Hmm. And I try to understand that I don't have all the answers. Hmm. doesn't work all the time, but yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a couple of the ways. Yeah. Way cool. How how do you think your relationship with Jesus and or the church would look had you not both been a part of and worked in CCW? Mm. Honestly, I, I would be... I would be a, <laughs> to use a good old Christian term, I'd be a lukewarm Christian. Hmm. You know, I would uh, be a cultural Christian because mm-hmm. that was kind of what I had been given, you know, but I don't think my practice would be genuine. Hmm. And I think that I'd be much more self-absorbed in the desires and dreams in my heart, you know, as fickle or as self-destructive as they were, you know, um, I think that um, if I had not been like given the tools to ask questions and to 
like have actual faith, right? Because mm-hmm. all I had been given before, before CCW and before the relationships that I found in it was like certainty, like answers. Yeah. Um, and so I think like I would have, I would have discovered I like either way that some of those answers didn't work for me. Like I was going to discover that either way, but it just so happened that I discovered that in the context of like a community that's, that was willing to hold me and let me be uncertain and let me ask questions and not always have the answer and, still lead worship when I was like, I don't know if God's even listening to us. Mm. Like, you know, um, so yeah, I would be on, I'd be on the fringes, you know, um, or maybe not on the fringes, maybe just kind of in the middle of it, but just being quiet, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is worse. Yeah. 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 So what's coming next? What are you doing? That's a great question. Um, Korea and I, my wife, we're moving to Atlanta. That's where I'm from. And so, on a, it feels like going home, you know? And even though I, gosh, I've, I lived in Atlanta and then Nashville and then St. Augustine and then Jacksonville. And I've lived in Atlanta the shortest time of all those places. Um, but it, you know, my family's there. So it feels, we always went there for Christmas. And so it mm-hmm. feels like, it feels like going home, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I have dreams right? I have things I'm excited about, but I think I've just lived enough life now to know that we move in 12 days and in 14 days, my dreams are going to look completely different, you know, and, and the, the things that God's drawing me towards are going to start moving actually. And I I think that, I think that God puts hopes and desires in our heart and they never look the way that we thought they would, right? Yeah. And so I think that's where I'm at is like, people keep asking me, what are my plans? And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, we're moving to to have a fresh start and and whatever and all those things, like, yeah. But um, I'm completely open to what God's gonna do. You know, I, I if, you ask, if you ask me what my dreams are, I wanna make music for movies, right? I wanna score film because I love art and I, uh, some of the most, significant experiences in my faith life. I've actually come from watching movies mm-hmm. um, and music has so much to do with creating that moment and atmosphere and whatever. And, and I also want to just like produce That's something I've always been good at, you know, is taking all the pieces and making them fit together. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of, that's what, you know, day one, when we get there, that's what I'm gonna start doing. And I'm sure along the way, some new pieces are going to fall in my lap. You know, it's funny. I was just talking with, it might've been you. I might've been you. Yeah. Just like how it's the dreams that you give up that God actually like brings back. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you, you know, we talked about a long time ago about how you would, you had accepted that you were not going to lead worship anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like that's my season is over of doing that. And then, but God keeps putting it in you. It's like, why? Like I, I gave this up. Right. And so, when I was younger, I had dreams of like going on tour with a band or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I right now I'm like a hundred percent resigned to not doing that. And I so I would not be surprised at all if that's the first thing I opportunity I get to do. <laughs> you know. So that's that's where I'm at with 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 my career or whatever. You yeah. know. I mean, I know I know ministry is gonna fall back into our laps, you know, me and Krina. Like we we need a break just because, you know, we were like 
getting revved up in ministry when we got married, you know? And so it wasn't even like we had a period of kind of easing into it. It was just like, I mean, we pushed back our honeymoon because of CCW, right? And that was just like the reality. And we were like, this is what we got to do. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, and we, you know, ran with it. But I think we both need like, and again, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a year. I don't know if that's six months. Yeah. I don't know if that's five years. Like I'll still only be, I'll be 29 in five years. Like, Jesus didn't start his public ministry until he was 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I, I, if it's five, if, if it's five years of God being like, you're just going to rest and cause the rest of your life's going to be crazy. Like that's, that seems like totally possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to come when it comes. Yeah. Um, that's another dream of my, in, in my heart is just to like build a part of the church with, with Karina, you know? Um, she has done amazing work in youth ministry and I've, I, I've been, blessed to work in college ministry, but like to work in a similar area of, of the church, you know, that, that would be amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I know we'll butt heads while we're doing it and that'll be great. That'll be a new dynamic in our relationship, you know? Um, so that's next, you know, Karina is going to go to, um, seminary next fall and get her MDiv. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her senior year of college realized that she didn't want to be a teacher. She wanted to be in ministry and, she took one, you know, religious class, uh, youth, I think it was a youth men class and just rocked her world. And so I, I mean, I, I knew before she did that, that was, that needed to be the next thing, you know, mm-hmm. next step for her was to, to go, uh, be formally educated in, in Christianity. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not far behind her. You know, I, I still need to go get my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, I've even toyed about going in, like starting in the fall. I guess I'm really saying that out loud for the first time. Okay. Um, but doing doing the, you know, six, seven year path, just going slow. I think that's totally... I don't know anybody that's ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one. You don't know anyone that's done that. Yeah. Um, I totally see that as being on the... I like... I just like... I like learning, you know, and... Um, yeah, I think that's what's next. Like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What would you say to people who um, are listening to this... Uh, and uh, will miss you being a part of CCW? What do you say to them? When people impact you, they never really leave you. And that's, you know, that's our hope for when we lose loved ones and when we friendships end and stuff. Like when people have genuinely impacted you, even if there's distance, even if they change, even if they move on, like they, they stay with you. Mm -hmm. And so more than me as a person, I hope that my time in CCW has impacted people in a way that helps shape them in their life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm never really gone. I hope. I hope. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I want people to know that, you know, there's the whole, I wish, I wish I knew, oh God, this is from, it's a quote from a movie. I can't remember what movie it is, but like, I wish, wish we knew we were in the good old days while it was happening or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what movie is that from? I don't even know. Mm. But I think like every season of life is the good old days. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think like if we view college as like a special time and like actually, 
you know, appreciate it for what it is. Like appreciating community. I think that that's that's how we reconcile with change hmm. is when we're so content with the way our life is, not the way we wish it was. Mm-hmm. Because then when things change, we have all these regrets. So like, oh, I wish it had been like this, or I wish I'd spent more time with this person, or I wish I'd done yada, yada. But like, rather just actually accepting like this, I'm so blessed I get to have this, and this is what it, what it is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to so, so miss every aspect of CCW, even the parts that I hate. <laughs> you know all of it like i'm gonna miss so much of it and i said this at the very last gathering that that i i was a part of like the christian life is ups and downs that's the that is the whole and not just like little it's like extreme highs mm-hmm. and extreme lows and for me like this is that extreme high that gets me through the next dark season. Hmm. Like whatever that is. Cause it's not like when it, if it comes, it's like, it's going to come like one day, like yeah. I'm going to feel far from God and I will always have these five years to look back at and remember that, that God is always faithful. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Troy, I have to say that, uh, it is, you know, from the moment I met you, it's been a privilege to be your friend. So thanks for everything that you've given to me. Thanks for all that you've given to CCW. We're going to miss you, but we're cheering for you and, f- and for Karina as well. And, and uh, yeah, you're, you're always with us. You're just mm-hmm. in another city. You'll always be a part of us. You'll always be a Debian. Mm-hmm. Love you, man. Love you, dude. For our second interview, we'll hear from Jessica Chalk as she talks about her time as an intern and her transition to being the ministry assistant for our Flagler ministry. Well, how you doing, Jess? Doing good. Awesome. Uh, excited to chat with you a little bit. Um, on the transitions uh, series, so tell us um, sort of how you even found CCW. Oh goodness! Um, so I was looking for a home church when I moved to St. Augustine because I had left everyone that I knew, mm-hmm. and I had left my old church um, back home, and so I was. I went to the first United Methodist Church on my Google search. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to Grace because it was close. I could walk. Um, and I went and you were at the first service that I went to and you were screaming about CCW. <laughs> um, was I really screaming? You were loud. You're loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you talk scream. Like, I don't think you have a, like a normal level. Wow. All in love. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> um, and then I, you were at the door on the way out, and you were like, you can't leave. You have to go to the fellowship hall so that you can meet some other people. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned into me going to CCW and having big talks with you and then going to a movie night. And I was like, this is, this is my community. So now I'm here. <laughs> wow. What... um. What has been special for you um, in relation to CCW? Mm, um, 
the perspective of CCW has been life-changing for me because um, I've I grew up Catholic slash traditional Methodist mm-hmm. um, very conservative views within yeah. my family within my home church within my entire town um, and coming to CCW with people all my age was very weird mm. um, never been in ministry with people my age and then just listening to people who have had a lot of different experiences than I have um, it's been like a, it's been a great source of information for me and a great source of change for me. Um, and it's been uncomfortable, but it's (laughs) been really great. Um, coming out on the other side of it here, like talking to you, I have a completely different perspective than me three years ago. Hmm. Um, and that's really special to me. Wow. Um, why do you think it's important for CCW to even be in St. Augustine? It's, uh, you know, down the road from where a lot of us live and where CCW began. And sometimes people wonder what's the point of our district vision? Like why would we continue to try to, you know, plant ourselves on multiple campuses? I see the community that CCW has not reached in St. Augustine. And my heart hurts for them because they haven't been reached by CCW. Mm. Um, It's a vast difference of the people that are involved with our on-campus ministry and the people Mm -hmm. who are searching or have not even encountered it. Um, Yeah. And I think that if we weren't there, CCW or something like CCW would still be trying to get there. Yeah. Like there is a need and we're filling that need. I think if we weren't there, someone else would be feeling that need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm glad we are there and I'm glad that we are filling that need. It's awesome. So you started out um, just attending and then I think you moved into intern world at some point. I can't yeah, even remember it was, when. It was pretty recent. I was just kind of like involved and I don't like being by the wayside. So I was like, let me help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think it was like the third semester I was there. I think we started interning. And and you're also a part of the band. Yes. And, uh, and you get this really cool thing. I think it's cool where particularly because you're a part of the band, you get to walk into other people's churches and talk about CCW and Mm -hmm. hear sort of their response. What has that been like to go to other churches to lead worship there, but leading worship as a a representative of CCW to them? So I was really nervous to go into churches Mm -hmm. um, as CCW because we're going into churches similar to the one that I grew up in. And Mm -hmm. I know that or I feel, I, I project that the the reaction is going to be hesitant and it's going to be mm. restrictive of, you know, there's a ton of young people and they're coming to share their modern music with us yeah. and their modern ways. But I think they're actually so grateful because they can't reach the young people. Mm. And I think they're so grateful that someone is sharing a relationship with them um, and someone is sharing God with them yeah. in the way that they can't. Mm-hmm. And so I think there, it's really, it's really interesting after, um, you know, the band performs or give a testimony, 
how many people come up and are like, this is a great thing. Hmm. This is the best thing. (laughs) And you're just like, oh my gosh. And you're like, this is being um, portrayed as much different than what I thought it would be. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I underestimate just how powerful our testimonies are mm-hmm. and, and simply our presence. And, and some of it is because I, you know, I know all the things that we're not yet, you know, all the, the pieces that we're still trying to uh, make happen in CCW. But I forget that when we roll in with our band, sometimes that's the most young people these congregations have seen in a long time and they mourn that. So to know that there's a group of people that, are proud to be connected to them mm-hmm. and proud to represent them. Um, it means a lot. And I just, it, it's always a reminder to me when we are in someone's church and you just see these people light up. Yeah. Um, so how has being in leadership shaped you over the last couple of years? Being in leadership has forced me to form an opinion (laughs) Mm. Um, and not be so passive about the things that are happening in our church and not even in our church within our, just our faith community. Um, It's really forced me to educate myself and to be able to give something to people who have questions. Mm -hmm. And it's really forced me to just form an opinion about young people in the church, about women in ministry, about just our whole young community and the things that we're encountering that the church hasn't encountered before or hasn't wanted to encounter before. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that women in ministry thing. How, how is that (laughs) kind of working for you right now? Um, I, there are so many more women in ministry. I feel in our CCW community than like the ratio is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's the first time I've encountered women in ministry and it's the first Mm. time I've encountered myself in that role and like Mm -hmm. seeing myself in that role in the future. And it's, it's crazy that we have been given such a voice at such a young age Mm. and we have big voices already. And I feel that they're going to get nothing but, but better and bigger and more educated. And I think that's amazing. Do do you feel affirmed as a woman in CCW? Yes, completely. I, especially because of the focus that we've had on femininity, especially in the past couple of years, we've really tried to talk about it within the mm. church community um, and reshape it from what most of us have been raised in um, rather than being subservient to um, the men in ministry. We mm. are equals. We might even have more perspective on things. You that... might be better. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. But... No, no, no. You, you're, you're usually better. That's just the way it is. Um, and it's great that we as women or people who identify, um, have such a, a great, um, perspective that mm. we can give now and we don't just have to use it for the children of the church and we don't just mm. have to use it for the homely things of the church. We can use it in the political things of the church and we can yeah. use it in the loving things of the church. Yeah. So, when you go back home, when you, um, or even just connecting with people that from your past, how do you reconcile sort of the things you're learning and the ways that you are being shaped now with where you've come from? 
it's always weird to go home um, and talk to people about things that I originally would have completely agreed with them on, mm. um, partly because I was passive and partly because that's just the only perspective I was fed. Mm -hmm. um, the way that I do is just open conversation. Yeah. Just be like, this is, we're going to talk about this topic. Um, I know your view. I would like to hear more of your view and see if there's layers to it. Um, yeah. Try to connect to it, mm -hmm. but also give you some perspective that I've gained in the past couple years. Um, and it's always interesting to see how they react. Most of the time <laughs> it's very like, all right, this is who you are now. Um, I've gotten a couple of, well, it's okay to be liberal while you're young. You... <laughs> And I'm, I don't identify as liberal, but yeah. compared to their perspective, their current perspective, um, they're like, it's okay. You can be progressive while you're young. You'll learn. You'll mm. be back with us soon. And yeah. it's very, it's very, it, to me, I just laugh at it. Yeah. Um, that's all you can do sometimes. Um, but it also fuels my need to educate other people and to... Um, befriend those with different perspectives, befriend people with those perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know they're not getting exposure just like I wasn't getting exposure. So it's nice to give them some. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be able to do that in a way because I have also had their perspective so I can look at it from different angles. So, you know, it's interesting, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear people say, you know, Oh, you're liberal now. I see. You know, yeah. You went to college. And, yeah. You, you yeah, got yeah. educated. And yet you'll, you'll say freely, I'm not a liberal, mm -hmm. not a progressive. Um, and so therefore that creates, could create some dissonance with some other CCW folks, right? Yes. So how do you sort of navigate those conversations where you're not necessarily all the way where they are? Yeah. Um, and, and, and how do you bring sort of your perspective to the table? Um, at first I felt a little ashamed to identify mm. the way that I do within our community. Um, and that wasn't anything that they were telling me. That was something I was putting on myself. Mm. I knew my past and I knew their current, um, perspectives and I knew that it was a clash. So I just immediately thought it was going to be like a storm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but instead I've had... I've approached it very cautiously and mm -hmm. just as conversations are happening, just kind of approach it like, Hey, well, I have experienced this and I've had this experience with that and I would love to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear why you think this way. Um, and I would love to tell you why I think this way. And maybe we can come to some sort of agree to disagreement. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been actually very smooth navigating with those that are um, more liberal and progressive than I am. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, I'm I'm not going to say, I don't think I'll ever be wholeheartedly one way or the other. Mm. Um, but I think that's a beautiful thing because I can rest in the middle and I can yeah. reach people from both sides. And I, at least from my part, my goal has not been to create sort of this like, one-sided conversation yeah. in CCW. I, I try to, if anything, instigate the sort of the the broad conversation. And tr at times we'll take a position that I don't really agree with, but I, I'm going to take the position so that we have the conversation, which probably 
creates a dynamic where nobody really knows what I think about anything. (laughs) We have no idea. (laughs) And I love it because on one level, like, ah, man, like we're all in our journey Mm -hmm. and we're all experiencing different things. And we have to be okay with that, that no matter how strong a conviction is, that conviction is only as strong as its ability Mm -hmm. to be honest within the context that it's in. And if it can only be strong by ignoring other perspectives, I, I question just how strong it really is. And um, so it, it, it cheers me. It just brings life to my soul when there are these moments in CCW where I'm like, we don't all agree on this thing. You know, I, and I'd love to come up with an example right now, but I can't. But I'm, um, and so in, in some ways, it's, it's uh, I love hearing your perspective on things just because, yeah, Jess is going to have a different take and we need Jess's take. Like without your take and the take of other folks in our whole community, we're not really CCW. And in order for us to be really CCW, we have to learn how to do that difficult thing of constantly listening to each other and allowing each other. And I don't mean to be preaching now. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but um, it's one of the things that I'm just really excited about. So tell us what you're about to do in CCW coming up. Um, I am going to be the ministry assistant of Flagler's campus. Way cool. You're not leaving. <laughs> no, no, not leaving. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. How, how do you feel about uh, this uh new role that you'll be playing? Um, I was very confused at first because I was just given the title. Um, (laughs) But I just had a meeting with Maddie, so I feel a little better. Um, I am super excited. I have always felt um, good connecting with people. Mm. It's never been an issue of mine, which Mm. I know it's a struggle for a lot of people. Mm. Um, And I am really excited to be able to do that with all of Flagler. Um, Not that I wasn't doing it before, but this time it's it's my role. Like, I... I'm getting paid to talk to people and yeah. building relationships and um, bringing people to the great community that we've been talking about um, and just being able to gain more perspective on mm. different things and gain deeper understandings of people. I'm very excited. And I'm excited about you being able to step into another level of leadership mm-hmm. where I think you're going to continue to figure out what you what's in you, what the spirit is put in you. Um, and how that works alongside other people's gifts. Um, I'm excited um, for you to get to just experience that next level of being responsible for the message of the gospel and um, the forming of Jesus' community and how we care for Jesus' community. And I'm just, oh, I'm just stoked. I can't, I, ah, I can't even wait. Um I'm also excited about the moments that you're going to come at me because you come at me really well. It's my favorite thing. It's really, I love that because I love, I love, well, it's my favorite thing when people who are working with me feel like they can like actually come at me and I'm no longer this intimidating, not even five, four guy, Um, which I don't know how I got intimidating, but there you go. So when like you come at me, I'm like, we're friends. (laughs) Awesome. Anything else you want to tell us? Um, I'm just really excited and I think that this will be really good for me personally and Mm. I think it'll be really good for the breathing of our community Yeah, because it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting. Well, Jess, thanks so much for a few minutes to talk with you and um, just 
you're such a gift to our community. And again, just really excited to see what God does in and through you um, in the next couple semesters or so. Thank you. Oh, you're rocking. Thanks for being with me today.